Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Success Harbor Podcast with George Mazaros, where it's all about making success happen for you. Hi, everyone. This is George Mazaros with Success Harbor, and I have Gal Bratton with me. Gal is one of the founders of Authority Hacker. One of the reasons Gail is with me today is to talk about website monetization. I'm really looking forward to speaking with him because he is one of those people who not only talk about monetization, but actually making six figures monetizing websites. Gail is a great source of practical advice. He shares with us what he is doing with his own websites to help you monetize your own site. I'm very excited to have Gail on Success Harbor today because monetization is top of mind for many of us, and there's no better way to learn than to listen to someone who is successfully monetizing multiple websites. Welcome. Thank you for being here, Gal. Uh, thanks for having me, George. I'd like us to talk about website monetization today. Uh, I would like us to go through the entire cycle of website monetization from finding a niche to content research to identifying how you plan to make money, affiliate programs, products, services, advertising, or whatever that may be that we use to, to make money with, with our website. That could be a, a blog or just a, an authority site or any, any kind of topic, basically. And the reason I want to do this is because I think it's easy to focus on just one aspect, like content creation or, you know, how am I going to make money? But I think it's really important from day one to focus on everything. And so that's kind of what I'd like the theme for our interview to be today. So let's walk through this process in detail. Let's look at one of the first steps. How do you evaluate a potential niche to see if there are excellent monetization opportunities? I mean, it's like you can't guess it. So I think a lot of people, when they think about starting a website, they, they get excited about all the marketing they're going to do. You know, they're like, oh, my God, there's a Facebook group here. Oh, my God, like, you know, a lot of people I know are doing this, etc. But essentially, it's like every, any other business. You're just using a different medium. And so when you start a business, you need something for sell. You need to sell something. And, you know, for the people that do very basic monetization, that's gonna be, they're going to be selling clicks on, you know, AdSense ads. Mm -hmm. Or it's going to be, but most importantly, like, you know, the businesses that make the most money in general, especially the most profits, tend to be the ones that actually sell something. And so, so when you say sell something, do you mean an actual product or yes. service as opposed to just putting an AdSense ad block it, on it somewhere? It can be anything, right? But like you need to sell something. And you know, because of online marketing and so on, it doesn't even need to be your product. It just needs to be you selling something. You could be selling an affiliate offer or you could be selling someone else's offer. But what I want to do when I start a website is we, we have what we call... Uh, a monetization spreadsheet where for every site that we run, we have a list of everything we're promoting on the site. And that could be our own products, that could be affiliate products, that could be services, that could be anything where people are going to swipe their credit card and buy something. And before we start a website, we actually create so, that spreadsheet. Uh, I, I like that spreadsheet idea. So what is included in that spreadsheet specifically? Well, that could be, as I said, affiliate offers. So, you know, I'm just going to go around and look for like products that I like, you know, we editorially recommend as, you know, mm -hmm. content creators and we're happy to endorse. And then that will pay us a commission when we actually generate sales for them. That would be maybe contacting service provider in the industry and working out a relationship with them saying, hey, I'm going to send traffic your way. 
Uh, how about uh, we put a referral fee together so you actually, uh, you know, you pay us. Or maybe that mm -hmm. could be just um, calling people up and offering advertising or using, you know, uh, you know, you can start with AdSense, but like we also use buy sell ads, for example, for some of our sites. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, and it's just like building that relationship with the ad networks so they can start selling space on your site. But, you know, all in all, you can put a list together of like, here's all the, all the things I'm going to sell on my website. I'm going to sell, promote these products. I'm going to put some ads. And so I need to sell the ad, the ad space. And I'm going to also maybe either like create a service myself or I'm going to refer other service providers, in which case I want to work out a relationship where I get a commission out of that. And, and literally we have, we create a spreadsheet with like, you know, services, books, uh, mm -hmm. software, et cetera, basically all that stuff. And it's like, this is everything we're selling on that website. And before we are allowed to, uh, we buy the domain name first, but usually before we're allowed to create a single piece of content, that spreadsheet needs to be ready. Okay. So I also, uh, I also interviewed uh, Natalie Sisson of the Suitcase Entrepreneur. I'm sure you heard of her. And she has nine different ways of monetizing her, her, her blog, basically. Are you looking for a specific number of ways of, of, uh, of making money with uh, a website or... Or that's or or how are you how are you looking at that spreadsheet? When when you have that spreadsheet done, what what makes you say yeah this is going to be a go? Well, I mean usually I don't like you know launching nine projects at the same time. It's the best way to fail all of them. Um, so mm -hmm. I actually recommend that you go step by step. You know, you you figure out a first way of monetization. So for example. If you talk about Authority Hacker, when I started Authority Hacker, I wasn't selling anything. The only thing I was doing is I was creating free, high-quality tutorials, and I was recommending the tools that we use for our sites. And mm -hmm. so the number one monetization way that we figured out was to recommend the tools that we use and to mm -hmm. be affiliates for these tools. And so there was a list of, I think, around like 12 or 13 tools, not that many, but the ones we actually use. And, you know, before we even jumped into the next monetization model, which for us was uh, starting a membership site, you know, mm -hmm. we, we made sure that we were like in the mid four figures at least in terms of affiliate income. I think when I started the, the membership site, we were at like, like six, $7,000 per month of affiliate income. And usually, you know, there's no point like starting a monetization path and then making 200 bucks and then jumping on the next one because okay. uh, like what's the point it's you you're dividing your your attention you are making very little money for the time you're spending until you're making like you know at least a salary out of that it's 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 mm -hmm. really the way so multiplying uh income streams is a good idea but mm -hmm. multiplying too early means that you're gonna end up making 50 bucks times six and it's like not enough money to sustain you and you have different processes you need to maintain for each thing so you know for me to continue making money from affiliate marketing i need to keep ranking on google to keep ranking on google i need to have my my promotion going and my blog going etc so there's all these processes tied to this monetization process and if i started the, the membership side at the same time uh, before i actually like automated some of it and optimized some of it and actually made sure the whole business is running well, you know, like my affiliate income would be falling down as I'm growing the uh, membership site. You know, my, my attention would be mm -hmm. taken away. It would just be fall off, fall, falling off. And basically, you know, I just make up some of the income with the membership site. Well, my affiliate income would fall off, you know. So it's quite mm -hmm. important that, you know, people actually finish what they started, which I find a lot of 
beginners don't do. They just start something, then there's another shiny object that passes right, behind, right in front of them, and they just run after it uh, you know, before they're actually making a proper income from the first thing they started. And it's not that there, there is better ways than others. Um, it's just that there is people that deploy them better than other people. So is that also true for, for example, AdSense? Because, I mean, most bloggers, when they start out, they start out with something like AdSense, right? Because yeah. it's easy and, you know, you can make a few pennies even if you don't have a lot of traffic. So would you say, would you, would you say the same is true for AdSense or not so much? It's more like for affiliate programs or product no, selling? No, it's true for AdSense and, too. I mean, we make several thousand dollars from AdSense <laughs> as well from some of our sites, you know, per month. Mm -hmm. So, like, no, AdSense okay. can make good money. But, you know, you need to understand what makes money. You need a lot of traffic to make that, to make good money. Like, you know, these sites mm -hmm. that make thousands of dollars, they also get, you know, tens of thousands of visits per day. So mm -hmm. you need, mm -hmm. in that case, you know, you're going to build very different content. If, you, if you're making money from AdSense, you want content that gets shared a lot and you want content that ranks well in Google, essentially. Content that brings passive traffic. And in that case, you're going to make, you know, BuzzFeed type articles and, you know, you're going to repost the latest viral video. You're going to do all these things. And, you know, if you do this and you scale to the right scale, that's the exact same thing I said earlier. If you scale to the right scale, then yeah, uh, I know many people that make a very good living from AdSense. I mean, if you look at John mm -hmm. from FatStacks.com, uh, I think it's FatStacksBlog.com, uh, he mm -hmm. made a million dollars last year from AdSense. <laughs> Yeah, but you need an amazing amount amount of traffic, and for most people, that's really not a reality, well, right? I mean, you need to pick your niche accordingly, right? If if I had to do that, then I would pick a niche where I could post amazing pictures and these kind of articles you see all around Facebook, and then it's not very difficult to drive traffic to that kind of content, you know. So you need to you need to start from the monetization. How am I going to make money? And then the content will come from that. So, for example. And, and no hard feeling, George, but like I'm saying that on Success Hub or you're using AdSense, for example. And, mm -hmm. and I don't think it's a good idea, personally. Um, okay, no, it's good. I want you to be honest. But, I mean, uh, you, know, you know, I'm always learning too, so, so go ahead. Here's the deal. Your content is made for, uh, it's not made for the masses. It's made for, uh, you know, a specific type of people, which is uh, people who want to be entrepreneurs, uh, starting mm -hmm. entrepreneurs, or you know, people that are looking for more tips to do better with what they already started building, you know? Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and that is a very small percentage of the population. And even though the cost per click is probably high in that niche because you know, entrepreneurs buy a lot of like, services and software, et cetera, so imagine mm -hmm. your cost per click is pretty high. Well, at first imagine that a lot of the people that read your blog are technologically savvy, which means a lot of them run ad block, which means that mm -hmm. probably like 30 to 40% of your traffic is actually blocking your ads. Um, mm -hmm. And second, uh, this, this kind of population tends to be ad-blind. It also like kind mm -hmm. of dilutes your brand, and, and your traffic is worth a lot more than the pennies you're getting from the clicks from AdSense. And because that content never goes viral, because, well, it's not made to go viral, and that's fine, you know, like same on Authority Hacker, I'm not made to go viral at all, um, then, then it's, you will never reach that level of traffic per article that makes it worth it, you know? Mm-hmm. No, that's good input. I, I do appreciate it. Uh, can you uh, give us just maybe a couple of examples of how you monetize Authority Hacker today? You mentioned a membership site. Is that something that you have on Authority Hacker or is that yeah, another site? It's on Authority Hacker. Okay. So, there's basically so memberships is one. Uh, can you give us a couple of other examples that are good uh, uh, money uh, monetization uh, 
the avenues for you? I mean, email marketing. Like the, the main focus on Atari Hacker is to capture people's email. And we capture mm -hmm. a lot of emails. We capture, um, depending on the days, right, and depending on where the traffic comes from that day, between 10 and 15% of people give us their email. Um, mm. So that, uh, you know, for a site that gets, you know, I think Authority Hacker is around 1,500 visits per day right now. Um, mm -hmm. So the email list is, is pretty healthy. And then, then from the email list, that's where most of the money comes from. So the, the email list is going to do different things. It's, it will send you blog posts, which uh, a lot of them will be like, we'll have like tutorials that feature tools. So a lot of people will read the tutorial, click through uh, to the tool that we use to do the same thing on their site and buy the tool and we'll make a commission from uh, an affiliate uh, program. There will be like if there's um like if there's something that we recommend or like a new tool that we find interesting, uh, will that launches and has you know usually when tools launch in this niche there is some special offers or like discounts or you get some special bonuses or that kind of stuff. Then we'll let our list know and you know when these things happen, you know we make thousands of dollars from a single email, you know, um, mm -hmm. and so that is another way we monetize. Um, Another, way, another thing that we do is we invite people to webinars. And like, so we're like, hey, come and join Gail for free training. Uh, I actually have one later this week, which is uh, like, you know, how to make five figures a month by building sites that help people. People come, get training, and at the end, I just make a special offer for our membership site where people have to buy before the end of the webinar to take uh, advantage of this offer. Mm -hmm. And so in that mm -hmm. case, uh, in that case, that generates quite a bit of sales, you know, like a webinar can easily be like, you know, mid four figures, something like that, even like uh, low five when we're doing really well. So, you know, that mm -hmm. can be good money as well. Okay. And, That's uh, good. That gives people a good idea of uh, of the, uh, was there one more that you wanted to bring in? Yeah, I mean, uh, th there's other ways like, you know, sometimes what we do is, uh, the way we do, we sell things to people is, is once you start selling, we, we use the upsell system a lot as well. So, mm -hmm. you know, you put a... So give us an example of that. I mean, you mentioned a webinar. Uh, that's, that's one Yeah, but one that, way, is not, right? that is not with upsell. On a webinar, what you do is you take um, a, a product that costs, you know, between $200 to $2,000 usually, and you offer it, and, you know, people just, just buy it on the webinar, and you make a special offer, so you give a discount, or you give special bonuses, and you put a very tight time limit on this, i.e., when I'm closing this webinar, this offer is gone, uh, choose now or pay more next time or just don't, you won't be able to buy it. Whereas when you use the upsell system, usually what you do is you create a product that is much, much cheaper, like something that would be like $9.95, you know? Mm -hmm. And that would be, you know, three videos of me teaching you how to create one type of content that will, you know, help you start getting traffic from your brand new site, for example. And that is a really small training, but people will pay only $10 for it. But then on the thank you page, I say, hey, you know, I actually have over 130 training videos in our membership. And if you want, if you only add, you know, $30 to your order, I will give you one month free, uh, one month for this membership. And after that, you can either cancel and, you, you know, you will have had access to everything for one month, or you will be counted as a normal member if you don't cancel your membership. And that's basically putting different front-end offers to make the same back-end offer. And, and that is a really, really powerful way of monetizing because... One thing that a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with is creating new products. It's a lot of work, it's a lot of tech work, et cetera. But what you can do is you can create one big product. In our case, it's the membership on Atari Hacker. And then what I can do is I can create many small trainings that I sell to my email list. And when I promote that, it looks like a different product. But on the thank you page, I upsell 
like the same product in the end, and that creates a lot of sales for your core offer, and that also, you know, that, that gets different people through the door. So I could have a Pinterest training that I'm going to sell soon. I could have one on doing link building. I could have one on creating content. I could have one that will interest different parts of my email list so I can activate more of these people into buyers and make more money out of it. Okay. So, uh, Gail, once you have uh, selected your, your niche or, you, you know, at, at this point, by the time you're monetizing, you have selected the niche. But let's talk about content creation and monetization. How does it go hand in hand? What are you looking at in terms of creating content and then monetizing that content? I mean, if you really want to make good money, it's, you need to build processes. You need to build reputable processes. And so there are, we have different you know, templates of content that we know we can repeat and will make money. So for example, uh, but before I get into that actually, let me just say that when you start creating content, you should always have your end goal in mind. And your end goal is always to make money as a website owner. Like, you know, in the process, hopefully you're helping people, but, um, but you're a business and your, your goal is to make money. And even when you create content on your blog, you kind of need to think of the past that people will take from that piece of content that will make you money. And a lot of people make that mistake of creating content that generates zero a dollar because, well, they, they actually don't think about that path. So it's like, if I create this blog post about, uh, on Authority Hack, I'd say, if I create this blog post about link building, then how is that going to make me money? And then I make the, I, I go to my monetization spreadsheet and I go and check it out. And I'm like, okay, what can I sell on these blog posts? Well, I can mention the tools I use for link building. So I'm going to mention Ahrefs because I use that a lot. I'm going to mention Bustring because I use that a lot. And then maybe at the end, I can put a call to action to a free cheat sheet of like my best outreach template for link building. And then I'm going to, on the thank you page, offer you know, one of these cheap trainings that will then upsell to my membership. But you see how mentally I'm, making, I'm building that path mm -hmm. that people can take? Mm -hmm. Well, very few people do that, actually. And that's why a lot of people, you know, I feel like a lot of people are jumping on the content marketing bandwagon, but don't actually understand how it makes money. And... That. Yeah, I mean, why why do you create content? I mean, I think a, a lot of people just look at traffic, right? I mean, e even that makes people happy when they start out because at first they have nothing. Nobody even looks. So at least you have traffic. But then what? That doesn't mean anything, right? Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's like, you know, our most profitable pieces of content are never our you know, most trafficked piece of content. So like, you know, once mm -hmm. again, a, a good example, an Atari hacker was like, uh, I created a big piece of content that was mostly meant to, you know, build links and build authority to the site. So in that case, my monetization was like, well, my more monetized pieces of content will rank higher in Google and I will make money. And that piece is uh, how to, like it ranks for how to make money blogging on Google. Now it's like number two or three. Um, mm -hmm. And it's like 15,000 words, really big piece, etc. meant to impress people and get links to it. Uh, and that is uh, the most traffic to piece on Authority Hacker. And that doesn't really make me much money. That gets me email pe emails from people, but that doesn't make me much money directly. Whereas I have, you know, really advanced product reviews and tutorials on the site that get like 10 to 15 times less traffic, but also make 10 to 15 times more money per visit, you know? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's quite important to, to understand that traffic is, is not important. So now when you want to make money, uh, you know, if, if you are going to be monetized, it really depends on how you monetize. If you're monetizing with advertising, well, your goal is to get an absolute ton of traffic. 
So I get a lot of traffic, pictures of cats, and funny videos of Justin Bieber, you know? Um, <laughs> yes. So like, this is what you would want to put, put on your blog post. And, but if you're selling, that's a whole different ballgame, right? So the content you're going to create mm-hmm. is going to be completely different. Why do people spend money? They spend money to feel good or to remove a pain. So mm-hmm. how can I you know, target people who want to feel good? For example, that one would be more like, you know, still related to a problem. So usually people want to feel better. And so the problem would be like uh, women over 50 that are getting overweight and mm-hmm. are trying to, you know, keep a, keep a body that uh, still looks, dis- like, you know, looks good and makes them mm-hmm. feel good, most importantly. And so they're mm-hmm. gonna, you, you, you're thinking about these people and you're like, okay, that's the problem they have now. Why are they going to be searching on search engines to solve this problem? And, you know, sure, they will type like diet for women over 50. And that's that's the keyword. But, you know, they will also be like Googling that and then reading a post on like Shape magazine, for example, that gives them 10 things that you should add to your diet that will help you maintain a healthy weight. For example, one of them could be like apple cider vinegar. And then people will start typing like apple cider, drinking apple cider vinegar daily, uh, diet after 50 or something really long tail like that. And then mm-hmm. you can actually tr- catch this traffic, start with what they were searching for, and then eventually just lead them to um, what we tend to do is we tend to use this content upgrade. So we tend to create a freebie, like maybe, you know, 10 things you can do after 50 to, um, to look better and then give them a PDF or something, and then on the thank you page, start pitching them a solution. So that's usually how we do things. So when when you have, let's say, you mentioned earlier that you might have a post that only gets maybe 10% of the traffic of something else that's very popular, but yet it still makes a lot more money than the other more, more, more trafficked posts. When you realize that, do you create more content and, and link within your blog to that content or you just try to go on to the next step because we talked about like maximizing monetizing something you know before you jump onto something else so let's say you find something that you know while this is kind of a surprise it doesn't get that much traffic but it's really monetizing well for us do you create something to support that within your blog and then link to it so to drive even more traffic or what is your approach there once again, every answer I'm going to give you is going to be it depends, right? Um, but mm-hmm. well, yeah, it depends. So a lot of the a lot of the content we create is made for search. So it's made for people who mm-hmm. have a specific problem at a specific time, and sometimes driving traffic to it from another blog post makes no sense because people don't have that problem at this point. Therefore, they won't convert anyway, even if I drive them to that page. So if we are focusing on search. Then, then no, I'm not going to bother too much. I'm just going to, I mean, I would maybe do external link building to that piece of content if possible so that it ranks higher in Google and captures more of that targeted traffic and then converts. Because you need to understand that it's not because a piece of content converts well that if you drive more traffic to it, you'll make more money. So you need to understand the frame from which people come to that piece of content. And so... Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I, I was just I was just thinking that, you know, for example, if you have a page that does well with affiliate monetization, yeah. do you ever replace that affiliate product with, let's say, your own product, or have you ever done that, or do you recommend doing something like that? I mean, it it depends which product it is. You know, 
for I mean, you're not going to create your own, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, for example, right? I mean, you don't, you don't want to spend, I don't know how many thousands exactly. of dollars. Oh. But, but it could be like maybe somebody else's book that did well or, or product. And then you say, you know what? I could write something with a different angle and just, I just do that instead of the affiliate and get 100% instead of 50% or something. So it depends on the barrier to entries and it depends on the mass of sales you're making, right? So mm -hmm. the barrier to entry is like, how much money do I need to spend to get something that's remotely comparable to that product? Um, for software, it's going to be a lot more expensive. For information products, it's usually pretty easy. That's, that's why information products are great to start with, but they're also uh, hard to scale with. And mm -hmm. on the other hand, you know, if you're only making $200 of sales per month or $300 of sales per month per product, it's probably not worth creating the product at this point. You, once again, you want to reach a level where you're making several thousands of dollars of sales per month before it's, it becomes worth it. You know? Because otherwise, you're just better off reaching out to that person and asking for a better commission rate and actually working on your sales and making more sales. Mm -hmm. And then, mm -hmm. then when you reach that level of sales, then swap the products. You know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about... Um, structuring the content for optimization. So um, how much do you play with that? So let's say we could talk about, you know, that same article that, you know, doesn't get that much traffic as some of the other pages, but it, it does well with monetization. Yep. Do you ever optimize the content or do you move things around or how, how do you sell within that particular content? What, what do you find works best? I mean... I'm going to say it depends again. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, that's good because that means there is not like a standard way of no, doing things. If so. there was a standard way of doing things, uh, some people... Everybody would, would do it. Exactly. So that's why yeah. I'm going to say it depends. It depends how much things cost usually. If, mm -hmm. if you're trying to sell a, a $5 thing or, or sometimes even a free thing, you know, you can get paid for free downloads and so on, you know, um, then, then you can pretty much go directly for, for why this thing is good. But, you know, for some things that we sell, something like, you know, when we sell Ahrefs, it's like $200 a month almost, you know. Um, mm -hmm. it's, you need to build your credibility first. You cannot just get to people and, um, and say, hey, this is a great product, right? So the first thing you need to do in terms of the content itself is, is and I'm not going to talk about, like, optimizing it. I'm more going to talk about structuring it. Um, mm -hmm you need to, to build that credibility. And so you need to show your real user of the product. You need to show what is inside. And you need to like take the people that are already, you know, matching the problem that this, this product solves and like emphasize the problem. So first you need, what you need to do is you need to qualify people. You say, if you are struggling with X, Y, Z, then, you know, keep reading. If you, if you really don't have this problem, you know, I recommend you read this instead and you just send people away. Because anyway, if people don't have the problem, they won't buy the product. So uh, mm -hmm. just help everyone mm -hmm. here and save some time for people that won't buy. Then after that, once you've qualified people, you say, well, this is why you really want to solve this problem. Because if you don't solve it, this is going to, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. So like, say, like, well, I'm going to take the Ahrefs example, a really big review right now. And you know, I would be saying, like, look, if you actually don't reverse engineer your competition, they will do that to you, and they will find your best content, they will copy you, and in the end, you will end up losing the battle, and you will not have visibility. So if you actually don't do that, eventually, even if you're doing okay right now, you will lose. So that's why you need to really listen to me right now. 
Now, I'm after that, I show I'm a real user of the product, I show that I, I know what I'm talking about and uh, some case studies of things I've done with it. So I'm like, hey, I'm a real user, this is what I'm doing, and this is my results with it. Um, now let's look actually at the product. And then I start transitioning into actually making the sell, you know? So you really want to like, it's long-winded and your call to actions don't come until like quite a bit down on the page. But the people that will buy anyway, the people that have this problem and identify with it, they will read everything. They will keep going. And the people that don't, like if they're unable to read your free information about that, the chances of them swiping their credit card to getting more for, for money is basically zero. So it's, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, if somebody listens uh, right now and, and you know, they, they got to the point where they do have some traffic and, you know, let's say they have done some AdSense um, ad placement on their site, but they want to try their first other monetization. And, you know, Again, I'm sure the answer is going to be it depends. Yeah, I'm sure too. <laughs> but let's say if somebody has, I mean, I don't know, let's say some kind of a business topic or it could be, I don't whatever topic, you can choose the topic. What do you think would be like the first one or two ways of monetization they should test? It doesn't mean that ultimately that's going to be the best way to monetize, but what do you think they should try to do as a way of monetization their site, I monetizing mean, their site? Usually, just after doing AdSense, you should start with affiliate marketing. And the reason affiliate marketing is great is because you do not have to take care of the customers once you've made the sale, which does take quite a bit of time. You, know, you don't have to process payments. You don't have to have a shopping cart. You don't have to deal with refunds and all that stuff. You don't have to... Uh, actually build a product. So mm -hmm. I would highly recommend that after people are done with advertising, uh, or at least, you know, when they need to get to the next step, they find high quality and if possible, recurring payments affiliate programs. So, you know, there are different modalities in the way you can get paid for affiliate marketing. Um, and, and it doesn't work in every niche, but in a lot of niches, there are things that people pay for monthly. And, mm -hmm. And that means that very often you can have right off the bat or you can negotiate a recurring commission. So as long as the people that you refer remain client of that company, they will give you a commission. And mm -hmm. that's the real way of growing your income because, you know, if you have an affiliate program where you get paid a fixed amount every time you make a sale, say like 50 bucks, and you make 10 sales a month, well, you're going to make 500 bucks every month, right? But imagine that this is a recurring affiliate program and you make only 30 bucks, but you make 10 sales a month and you, lay, you lose two every month, right? So like you, you're plus eight every month, essentially. Well, the first month you're going to sell 10, so you're going to be at $300. Then you're going to add eight, uh, so you're going to add another $240. So you'll be at $540. Then you will be at $760. Then you will be at uh, $980 and so on. And your income is going to grow. Well, you don't have to sell more. You just keep selling only 10 a month, you know? So imagine if you can do that and at the same time work on your sales. That's basically the same financial effects as compound interest in banking, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and actually when people look at selling and buying businesses, that recurring revenue is one of the most important things people look at. I mean, you know, if you have a business where you have onesie sales, you only sell it once, it's not very valuable. It's like you're starting from scratch every month. Yep. So I, I totally agree. Any business that can have a recurring model is, is a winner in my eyes. So let's talk about Authority Hacker podcast. Uh, I, I'd like our audience to know... Uh, 
what to expect when uh, when they check out Authority Hacker, what they can learn, and maybe some of the if you have one or two upcoming upcoming topics that you will cover on Authority Hacker. Okay, um, so we actually just relaunched a week ago, but I mean we're going for a pretty strong relaunch. So we had a podcast before. Um, but it was set up pretty terribly technically, which is not usual for me, but that time I did a terrible job. Um, so I'm just going to say it. <laughs> and, uh, and so we, because of that, that was limiting our visibility on, you know, platforms like iTunes and SoundCloud and so on. And so we decided to actually stop it and, you know, take some time to, um, to, to relaunch it. And so that's what we're doing. We started last week and we're already at, uh, like I'm looking like one, we started like exactly a week ago and we're already at 6,000 downloads after a week. So it's starting pretty well. Um, mm -hmm. And what you can find is, well, you heard me in this interview. It's going to be very practical things. And I'm gonna, we're going to talk with my co-founder about you know, our experience doing things, not just, you know, I feel like in, in online marketing and entrepreneurship, a lot of people, um, you know, make it their job to talk to entrepreneurs and actually don't run companies. Whereas... Mm -hmm. Uh, we actually run sites in many other niches than this one. For example, we have a site called Health Ambition that is in a health and fitness niche. And this site is a very, well, it does very well. It's in, well into the five figures a month. I hope to bring it to six figures a month this year, actually. Um, so it is doing, it's doing pretty well. And we have other sites as well. So we're actually, you know, running in a lot of B2C uh, environment that entrepreneurs actually walk in. Uh, inside mm -hmm. the Authority Hacker podcast itself, you, we will talk about specific online marketing tips and tactics. So, okay. for example, uh, Friday I released a podcast where Mark and I talk about how we transform, uh, transformed a single blog post that were, you know, was getting some traffic into a passive income of $2,500 per month. And we talk exactly about the process we went through. So that is one example of a podcast that is here. Um, and that's published already, or is yeah. it going to be published? You can go okay. on authorityhacker.com slash product, P-R-O-D-U-C-T, and you can listen to that podcast. Um, we also talk about, you know, some kind of like, not only online marketing, but like hacks, life hacks, books and tools for entrepreneurs. So like today I released a list of the productivity tools we use to like improve, uh, you know, the output per hour that we have on our business because we are running everything remotely right now. We have, you know, we have a team of a bunch of people at this point, but nobody, we have no office, we have no nothing, and there is a lot of tools out there, there's a lot of systems out there, and we've tried probably most of them, and we basically relate our experience and, you know, share what we like the most, for example. So that okay. is one episode we released today, for example. Um, we also talk about the laptop lifestyle, so actually Mark and I, as I said, we are remote, which means that we can travel for a significant part of the year. So last year we rented a massive villa in Phuket and hired a bunch of, not hired, brought a bunch of uh, entrepreneurs and marketers there and like started sharing tips and stuff and so on. And we are living the laptop lifestyle for a part of the year, not, not the whole time because uh, the truth is you probably should have a home base if you want to be productive. But, mm -hmm. um, but you know, something like three or four months a year we actually do that. So we talk about that. Um, so, for example, that we have a podcast that is how to adapt your lifestyle to increase your chances uh, of success as an online entrepreneur, or we have some like travel hacks for people who are traveling with their laptop and are entrepreneurs and, you know, want to keep work going. They don't want everything to fall apart. So we actually talk about the ways we do that in real life. Um, and finally, the fourth type of podcast that we have are more mindset, psychology and beliefs oriented. So, for example, we have 
a podcast that's coming up soon that is like the top five reasons why our readers still don't have a business and you know our really honest answer to it. And some of them are not really nice, but we tell we tell yeah. it as it is. You know, we really try yeah. to like I, I don't want people to like me. I want them to be successful. And yeah, and so yeah. so we I'm you know people can probably figure it out. Uh, you know, when I talk on this interview, but it's just like, yeah, we, we, I guess it's a, it's, it's one of these European things. We're very Cartesian and very down to the facts and don't attach too mm -hmm. much feelings to anything. And so, uh, so yeah, it, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk also about, you know, some psychology tricks you can use to increase your sales. So we have a podcast episode coming up talking about using scarcity, using evergreen scarcity, the ethics and the credibility uh, effect it can have on your image and how it can help your sales as well. So there's there's the pros and cons of it basically. Sounds good, uh, Gail. I, I I appreciate this is your second time on Success Harbor and I appreciate you coming back and uh, I really like that you actually have practical advice uh, because like you mentioned because you actually live this you don't just talk about it and there are a lot of people out there who just talk about things instead of actually being an entrepreneur themselves and, and sharing experiences and that's what you and your partner do and I wish you guys a lot of success with the uh, the podcast relaunch of Authority Hacker I'm going to have a link in the uh, show notes for that uh, again uh, thank you very much and wish you much luck with uh, Authority Hacker thanks for having me George thank you Bye, everyone.